All right, so welcome to Life Class. In the course of today's conversation, principles from God's word will be shared. If you hear anything that sounds like financial advice, please consult with your financial advisors. If you hear anything that sounds like health advice, please consult with your doctors. And if you hear anything that sounds like spiritual advice, please consult with your... Consult with your... Amen. 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 So I want to report myself. Somehow, when we were packing, my iPad got um, unpacked, if I can put it that way. Do you understand my English? So please, um, we're a serious church. A phone on stage does not mean that the word is not anointed. I'm saying that for those who might be like, there's no big Bible on stage. You know, even the iPad, we're just managing iPad. They need big Bibles on stage. But, but the phone, no, the phone is sacrilege. Um, um, this, this phone, of all phones, is not, is not sacrilege. You know, it just dawned on me one day that I really need to back up the things on my phone. I'm going to store them in a safe. Only one person agreed. The things on this phone, even there are some things I've not been. Please, nobody should come and can. <laughs> Don't come after my phone, praise God. So today we are going to land a plane. We've been discussing zero budgets and sacrificial living. Um, that is what we have been discussing. And today we are going to land the plane. And um, if I was to title today's conversation, I will call it Budget Approved. Budget Approved. Budget Approved. Genesis chapter 4. Let's pick it up from there. Um, there was a question on this or some comments on this last week. So I want us to pick it up from there. Genesis chapter 4. Um, I just want to encourage everyone to please, um, by the grace of God, uh, we know that every service is, is, is something else. But please, I want you to pay attention to this one. Let me tell you, neighbor, pay attention to this one. So pay attention to life class. Be open. Don't say it's just life class. 11 a.m., definitely, by all means. And then the royals service also, please be very sensitive is what I am trying to say. Genesis chapter 4, let's read verse 1 to verse 4. It says, Now the man, Adam, knew Eve as his wife, and she conceived and gave birth to Cain. Is that your Bible? And she said, I have obtained a man, a baby boy's son, with the help of God. I believe this is the Amplified. It has to be. It says, And later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept the flocks of sheep and goats, but Cain cultivated the ground. Please hold it there. Hold it there. Do you remember something we said from last week? That there is a kind of work that your hands will do that has already concluded that there is a kind of sacrifice you can never give. Do you remember I was saying that? So he says here, Abel kept flocks. Why did he keep flocks? Of sheep and goats and Cain cultivated the ground now let's go to the next one the next verse it says and in the course of time somebody say the course of time Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground I'm hoping you are seeing a lot of things already it says but Abel brought an offering 
of the finest firstborn of his flock and the fat portions and the Lord had respect regard for Abel first and for his offering. Do you remember from 2 Corinthians, they give themselves first to the Lord and then they give themselves to us. Can you give us verse 4 in the KJV? Just verse 4 only. I want us to see what made Abel's giving special. And Abel, he also brought of the firstlings. So Abel here was already unlocking the concept of the first fruits and honoring God. In fact, if we want to define the tithe well, the tithe is not the 10%. The tithe is the first 10%. Uh, okay, they saw it now. They saw it. Okay, okay. Some people saw it. Now, if you didn't see it, some people are like, wait, PD, what's all this? Everybody has to see it. You didn't see it. All right. So, this is one, two, three, four, five, six, right? Seven, eight. It's now looking like something else. It's looking like that thing that scarred us. Yeah. Royals, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah, but so this is one, two, three, four, five, six seven eight nine and ten right right now how many percent is this 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 right right now i want to draw another line here because we are not farmers and we are not cattle rarers i want to draw another line here what day of the month is this? 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 Now, what day of the month is this? Ah, ah, you guys are so deep. Wow! Now, is this a tenth? Is this a tenth? Is this a tenth? But the tithe is the first tenth. You get it? So, as the lamb gives birth to ten babies, is the first one. As the increase comes, it comes first. So we pay God first before we pay Caesar. We see it now? So it's not just your tenth any time of the year, any time of the month. You honor God by saying, God, you first. In fact, the reason why some of you have to really, really, shall I, let me just chip it in there. I will not, I will not leave you until you have done everything prophesied concerning your lives. Every member of this church will run or own a business. I didn't say of every church. I didn't say it's God's will for every church. Don't get me wrong. I said this church. Do you understand me? In that way, you will decide when Caesar is paid. Do you understand me? Because as an employee, Caesar has already paid himself before the thing gets to you. So your, your current first fruit as an employee is going to Caesar. Then after the year, when you now file your tax returns, Caesar would not be like, I took too much. I took too much. Do you know that's what tax returns is? Tax returns is literally, you know, Caesar saying, I took too much. Take. Amen. Salah. So, is that okay? Well, this is the real place I am going to today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to verse 21. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 to verse 21. It says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust 
destroy. Where thieves break in and steal. It says, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroys. And where thieves do not break in and steal. Pause. Please pause. 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 Over the course of the week, the Spirit of God, in response to someone's question, I believe the person is here, or you might be watching online. Um, part of the questions you had was that you had visited another church or you visited a service and a lot of the prayers there did not really sit with you because, because of the kind of word you receive. Like they were praying a lot for you to be blessed, for you to be increased, for you to, to be promoted, for your salary to increase and things like that. And um, you felt a little bit of like, seriously, is this a service? So I have a, a response for you. Is that fine? I don't know if the person is here. I know you are here. And I hope you receive this answer. The Lord says that you should listen to today's teaching so that you can maximize such services. Now, the, the funny thing is that multiply this by a thousand. These are the number of people in the service. This can be you. The same words released. You'll be blessed. You'll be increased. You'll multiply. And then that's come to your suffering. This, this is the thousands of people, but this is you. The difference about you is that you listened to today's message. Do you understand? So as you are saying amen, I want you to have that consciousness. Your own amen is not for one person. Did you hear me? Your own amen is not for one person. Can you, can you say to yourself, my amen is not for one person. That means that as far as you are concerned, selfishness has died. It does not exist in or for you. Your money is not your money. Even your time is not your time. To the extent to which you allow yourself to be consecrated on this altar as a living sacrifice. The beauty of a living sacrifice is it makes a decision daily. Do I stay here? <laughs> Have you seen all, you know those Nollywood, there's the Nollywood clip that trended of somebody on the cross. I remember I've seen that thing. And then the guy just jumped down from the cross and started chasing someone. You know, as funny as it is, that's the picture of a living sacrifice. You can decide, I am not dead again. Okay, let's go on, let's go on. They, they, will, they will be ready for 11 a.m. service. Verse 21 says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I've titled today, Budget Approved. The intelligence behind this morning's life class is that Project people, project and tech people, please pardon me. I believe I know a little bit of your field. So in case I don't say it well, just pardon me. I was having a conversation with someone who was a project manager in Nigeria and somebody who was a project manager in Canada. And this was the observation. He said when you are managing projects back there, the goal of every project is to finish on time and on budget, right? Projects people generally, even if you are not a project expert. It says, and sometimes by the time you are concluding the project, if you've saved money, so let's say it was a $5 million project, you were so prudent and you spent $4 million, that means that there is a budget surplus, not deficit, of a $1 million, right? He said, back home, your superiors will reward you for saving money. As a project manager, but he said, but his experience as a project manager in Canada 
they call a meeting and say that, how did we understand? Like, why didn't we get it right? Can you see the, the functionality of the spirit of excellence? That why didn't we? We are not happy we saved a million. There's something wrong with our planning that we were this far from the target. A old $1 million. That's the thinking. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is that there is a budget, there is an heavenly budget. If you table a request for an item or something that is not on the budget, are you listening? Are you listening to me? Because God is a loving father, he's going to attend to you out of mercy. Somebody say mercy. However, if your request is something that is on the budget, you get immediate approval. Can you hear me? So if you, if you, if you go to the Canadian government now and you say, well, um, um, you know, I have this brilliant idea. I am going to solve electric cars. They are going to look at you and say, okay, great. What are you doing differently? You know, what are you doing? Why if you come, if you come to the Canadian government and you say you've hacked climate change, you have this carbon capture technology. There is, I can tell you there is budget for it. Do you know what else there is budget for? There is budget for that too. If you, if, you, if you have a nice program for that, it's approved. Now, if you want, if you go to the government and you say, we just noticed that there are a lot of sick people in the hospitals. You know, there is a pastor called Pastor Dial. We want him to go around all the hospitals in Canada. From the north to the south, west to the east, laying hands on the sick. Um, are you, are you, why did you, why are you, are you interested in sponsoring it? The, the government, you say, what is that? But do you know the other government that says approved? Yeah, yeah, somebody say approved. Somebody shout approved. Let me teach you the secrets to the believer's financial overflow. Connect to what has been approved. Should I tell you what has been approved? First Timothy chapter 1. This, this, this today's teaching, you will have a decision to make. It has the potential to kill selfishness in you permanently. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 to verse 4. Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers... I'm just trying just to read this morning. Intercessions and giving of thanks be made for. Can you say that again for? Okay, verse 2. For kings and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. Verse 3 says, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4 is the answer to the question, what does God want? And that question, what does God want, is also, the answer to that question is also the answer to what is approved permanently. Permanently approved. Let me tell you something. There are, there are certain people that when the devil is orchestrating a strategic session to destroy their destiny, all the demons in hell agree that we need this person to be poor. There are some other people that when the devil has demonic strategic session, all the demons agree we need this person to be rich. And it's the same purpose. 
that they will not accomplish God's purpose. Some people need to be poor not to accomplish God's purpose. Some people need to be very rich not to accomplish God's purpose. What God is doing is he's doing a heart refinement. To what extent can you align with my own purpose in the earth? There are some people they only pray when they are broke. There are people that only pray when they are rich. And they have plenty of money. Verse 4. 1 Timothy 2 verse 4. This is, this is, this, this is the mission statement for, for the world. Who desires... Let me write it. Can I clean this one? I want to leave this. Who desires all men? Who desires all men? And to come to what? If you design a project, did you hear me? And this is the objective of your project. There are funds for you. Now, the, the, the funds of everyone is not dollars. When I say there are funds for you, it is an economy, an unlimited economy called grace. It can produce dollars. It can produce people. It can produce favor. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Now, the concept of God being a father has a lovey-dovey dimension to it. However, I want you to begin to see God not just as a family father, a good father, the most excellent, bestest father ever. Because when you look at what the enemy is fighting, he's fighting everything that can help you picture God as he really is. So, generally, we were in, the last time we took a family trip to, to the States, our Uber driver just, oh, how are you guys doing? You know, the guy wanted the conversation. And said, oh, what, what are you guys doing here? Oh, we're attending the conference, you know. We're pastors. Oh, God, you guys are pastors. I've got questions. It was clarity with PD. <laughs> And it was a long drive. So the guy, do you, do you know what I noticed? He started driving slow. It, and we had an appointment. <laughs> it was super slow. At a point, he would just want to park the car. He would say, oh my God. I never saw that. You know, when the guy dropped us, he said, if, he said Uber allows passengers to tip drivers. He said, but for the first, he said, today I feel like tipping passengers. I said, you don't worry, don't worry. But he had questions. He had lots of questions. And I'm just glad that that was the driver we met that day. He had questions, you know. But, but, but why am I saying that? There is a grace for this, getting people saved. And when they are saved, increase them in the knowledge of truth. The knowledge of truth. The reason why I was referring to my Uber driver, it was telling us the statistics for the families in the U.S. that they don't have a father. There's no daddy. Like, there's literally no daddy. Imagine those kids in church. You're a good, good father. I can't relate. I can't relate. 
I don't want to throw a, a wrong number, but I, what I remember, I'm saying this so that you will permit me to be wrong. I think it was 75%. Guys, that's problematic. Only 25% of homes have kids that wake up and say, good morning, daddy. Good morning, mommy. So they, they can't relate. When, when Jesus calls himself the, the groom and the church, the bride, you can now understand where all of this agenda is from. It's to distort the concepts that you can work with. Models, human models. Like I, can use to, I can relate God being a good, good father. All of that to say that this family concept of God, I want you to now graduate it to we run a family business. Did you hear me? So we are in a family business. It's not just God is a lovely father. He is. But we are in a family business. And that was the consciousness Jesus had. Jesus said, my meat is to do the father's will. There is a business. And there is a budget. And I know what it has been approved for. Now, the concept of a family business means, let's say this man has five sons. May we, may we go with that? Five sons? Uh, what's the name of the first son? Jimmy. What's the name of the second son? John. Okay, wait. Somebody said Jane. I was going to say he has daughters too. So Jane, just... <laughs> Ain't no Janice and Jambres coming on my board. I, I rebuke them. <laughs> I thought we were doing J's. Jairus. Okay, let's go with Jairus. Let, it's the J squad. Let's leave it like this for now because of time. That you people be enjoying and taking my time. When it's now time, they will not be like, pay the two time. It's you that took the time. So this is, this is the family, right? I met someone here in Canada. We're having a Christmas dinner. This was about three years ago. And our host had invited a friend whose family owns, I believe, one of the largest wineries in Southern Africa. That was the family business. Do you know when you meet people who are children in homes where they have family business, one of the things that they do is they have knowledge of the family business. So there were wines on the table and she, she, she was telling us, the lady said, she can literally pick a cup put it near her nose and tell you where the wine is from. I can do that. Number one, I don't even take the ones that contain alcohol. But if you paraded the, all the non-alcoholic wines, I can't, it's just wine to me. I, the only thing I can tell is whether it's white or red. And anybody with eyes can tell that, right? So nothing special. When you meet people that they are family, in, in their family business, they speak the language of the business. When the family does tires, tires, I met, I met, I stumbled again in the States on someone whose family is actually family. And I didn't know, you know, interesting story behind that. Their family business was fish. Is fish, not was, is fish. In fact, I used to joke with, I can't remember where I was or where I was saying this. Maybe it was the Royals. That family, when I was growing up in our church, they ensured that there was, there were some times in the house where there was nothing to eat. Do you understand? 
but there was always fish. Every every first of the of the of the first Sunday of the month, they brought fish. I'm not saying the ushers should do this, so, but then to the ushers in the in the church, I can tell you the name of the church. They brought one pack of toothpaste and a set of bar soap. Every first of the month. So even if first Sunday you know that you are carrying fish and you are carrying soap and toothpaste. Every first of the month. Now, why am I saying that? Because it is family business. You go to school, right? You learn physics, you learn biology, but you know fish. Do you understand what I'm talking about? You learn calculus, you learn economics of scale, you learn DevOps and Python and coding language. But if your family business is wine, you must know wine. I am telling you as a believer, we have a family business. And it's, 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 so, one of the early business that they do wine says, I, I don't, like, I don't like grapes. I don't like grapes. Your family business is fish. I don't like, I just feel like I want to be an athlete. I want to run in the Olympics. Is that a great idea? Is it a great idea? But it is non-family business. Now, if it is a human family, should I tell you what a wise family will do? It will calculate the number of the children and how much risk we can afford for one to break away. You are thinking generations. Do you understand? So if we have one, let's say it's Jairus, he wants to do athletes and the family business is fish. The father will say, Jairus, you are my son. I love you. I, we, we've been doing this fish business for 150 years. But you want to go and do athletes. Say, because I love you, I will support you. Do you understand? Now, if Josephine also comes and, <laughs> and says she wants to do something else, then the father now knows that there's a problem. Because the future of the family's heritage is at stake. So if we have one breakaway, it's fine. We'll support him. He says, Daddy, I need, I need $20,000. You know, I need to go and train, register at a track. There's, there's family, there's, the business has resources, right? Only that the resources are designed to propagate the family's business. But because you are a son in the family, you will get the fringe benefits. Can you see it? Every time you request it, it's outside budget. The love of the father must kick in. So when you see people speaking boldly and sternly, it's almost as though they are not requesting, they are commanding. It's because they know that they are on budget. If I enter into a room now and I say, out in the name, you foul spirit. I'm not saying, God, please come and take this demon out. It's different. If it is an outside budget request, we cannot be doing God, please. If it is an on budget request, that is the, that is the purpose for which Jesus came. Do you understand it? So, let me put it on our screen again. First Timothy chapter 2. I'm saying if you design your life around this, your jobs, your interviews, your requests for promotion, that Father, thank you for this opportunity that has opened up in this office. I trust that increasing me to this level will allow me to be able to do bam, 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 and bam, 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 bam. Thank you, Father, because your will is accomplished in this thing. Hey? Everyone is saying somebody has taught them how to align their life's requests with heaven's budget. The difference now is whether you meant what you said. 
or you just said what you said. And the proof is there is a, there is a book called A Book of Remembrance. Do you now know what is in the book? It's called A Book of Remembrance. How well have you aligned your planned with actual? I'm speaking a lot of project terms today. So it's like, God, when you increase me, you know, God, if you, you know, I just want these two jobs, remote, six-figure job, I'm going to pay my tithe, I'm going to pay my first fruit, I'm going to sponsor, let God arise, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do and glory trail. Everyone says, amen. Budget approved, boom. Funds arrive, boom. Hey, this is money. Business class to Bora Bora. Yorkdale, Chanel bag. And then at the end of the, oh, PT said tight is the first one. But God will be all right. So you pay your tight. And it's a big tithe. And the church is like, wow, glory to God. We are saying glory to God for someone who has functioned in disobedience. Because that's not what you said. That's not, that's, that's not really what you said. Now, like Ananias and Sapphira, there's no gun on your head to say what you will not do. Don't say it. He said, God, God, I want this job. I just want to go to birth. It's okay. We will now know that it's not from the budget. We'll give you from the, from the fringe. And go and enjoy your life. But I'm telling you, the father's greatest pleasure is the children that their consciousness is family business. All these people down to go and do athletes. The father loves you, don't get me wrong. But there's a secret hope that your concern will be the family business. That family business is souls and maturity of the believer. Can you see? It's too, it's too prompt. Souls and maturity of the believer. It says, give us verse 4 again. I need to, to start rounding up. Verse 4. Is it verse 3? Who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Can you see it? Can you see it? Daniel chapter 12 tells us that those who do this, they, have, they, they are the ones that have sense. The wise ones, they, they listen to this on repeat. They're like, wow. I'm going to uni. I'm going for my master's. There are 200 quality applications. Why is it my own that will be approved? Father, there are unbelievers on that campus. There are people in that faculty that need to see the glorious light of your gospel. Do you understand that you can tie it to budget? Daniel chapter 12, verse 1 to verse 3. It says, at that time, guys, read. This is a very perfect, it's like you are reading Revelations. At that time, Michael shall stand up. The great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was seen since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone is found. Everyone who is found written where? Somebody say the book. So, that's agenda number one. To populate the book. It says that many of those who sleep in the dust. This is Old Testament. Sadducees knew these prophecies. And they were still arguing whether or not there is resurrection. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. Some. Some. Somebody say some. To everlasting life. Some. To shame and everlasting contempt. Now. Now. Today's message, the evangelism training series, 
We did in midweek. The throwback was recorded in 2020. Did you hear me? This go we just finished. Art of fishing, groaners and laborers. It was from 2020. If we carried that same fire into 2021, I know it was in the middle of a lockdown and all of those, but I've been sent this morning to reignite a fire for souls. A consciousness. See, if it's just my, my own house, me, me, myself, and everybody's house is boiling around you. I just that my, my, my own house is fine. You need to break that mold of selfishness and begin to accept that you are not one person. There are souls connected to you. There are destinies connected to you. To your intercession, to your prayer, to your going, to your giving. It says some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Wow. Somebody say wow. The reason why I'm saying this is many times because we are God's children, sometimes you are going to need a kind of motivation to accept that this is your family's business and you must be involved in your family's business. Do you understand me? So let's say your family's business is fishing. You were already watching videos, YouTube videos, considering race cars or horse racing, you know, and then just one day you get to a room in the workshop and as you're just there reading on the wall your dad comes in and he begins to tell you about your great-grandfather how they lived in intense poverty how they walked 50 miles to school how most people in the village died until your great-grandfather invented the fishing line you know and the hook and now fishing brought prosperity to their town and now this town has become you know, there's now a story to it, right? There's now meaning to it. You know what happens to all your horse racing videos? They just evaporate. You're like, wow, there's a meaning to this, to this business. For many believers, the, the, the full acceptance of your family business. Many of us need something to tweak us into it. Did you hear me? For many people, it's a vision of hell. I'm telling you, some of the fieriest evangelists have seen if if god should open your eyes you see 30 seconds of hell you will you go and meet your pastor you'll say i don't want to do k2h once a month can you put me on every day everything else will pale in insignificance where you begin is a place where worms don't die that the fire never goes out it was a, a loving father never created that kind of place for any of his own. But people will choose it. And it's our duty to go there and say, no, guys, no. For some, it's, 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 a, it's a vision of hell. For, for some others, it's a vision of heaven. It's too beautiful. You cannot afford not to be there. I don't know the motivation you will need today. Daniel chapter 12, verse 3. Those who are wise, somebody say those who are wise, they will shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who turn many to righteousness. Don't allow people to say, oh yeah, you used to be, you just re really like took like this Jesus thing on your head. Like you used to be a cool girl. 
like I, I miss I miss seeing your, your posts. I miss seeing like your real reels. Did they see it? They saw it. They saw it. I miss it. Now it's just hi guys. Uh I've just come to hear about Jesus. Like we're like this Jesus guy is boring. Yeah, yeah. Boring to you. But that's what you need that you don't know. That's what your soul needs. What did me just spinning and rolling with my beautiful dress do for you? You say content, content. That won't change your life. Hello. Amen. Please, all of you creating content for Jesus, be encouraged. Continue doing it. Let them vilify you. Say, you're you're too fine for that. My God. You've you've not seen beautiful faces in hell. Say, I'm too fine for that. Okay. Thank you. I'm understanding you. Can you take us to Matthew 13? Let's read this in the New Testament version. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tears are the sons of the wicked one. They too, they have their own budget and what they are approved for. Do you understand? That's why sometimes be careful who you sit down and you are, you are comparing yourself with. You are just there crying in your house. Oh God, look at, look at. Whose name is not in this? Jambres. Yeah, this is where we can use Jambres now. Oh God, look at Jambres. She's not finished. She's not even graduated. She's already living. She's not married. She's living in her husband's house. In the man's house. And she's driving an E-class. And she has no problems. God, me, I'm serving you. Like, come on, rent, God. Seriously. They, they are running the budget of their own kingdom. Because they have their own goal, too. So, so here you are, a child of light. Comparing yourself with a child of darkness. So Paul says that comparing themselves with themselves. Unwise. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age. The reapers are the angels. Verse 40. Verse 40. It says, therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. 41. The son of man will send out his angels and will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. 43. Can we read 43 together? It sounds like Daniel 12, 3. Want to go? Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He was Amen. Amen. Philippians chapter 2 verse 9 to verse 11. Just put it on the screen and I'll come to it. I heard part of the cultures we had in the church I grew up in as a boy. I think that's what really ingrains that consciousness in me. There was a ministry that the, the Foursquare Church then in Nigeria was affiliated to Capro. And very, every now and then they will come and give us mission updates. Um, recently, I went for a conference where one of the speakers was, is a missionary. And he told us, you know, missionaries have stories from the mission field. But he told us a story from his own life. And I thought it was powerful. Can I share that story with us? And then we'll round up. He was visiting a city and, and the family had opened their house 
So himself, his wife, and his kids. You stay here. You are here to do God's work. Stay in our house. And he was doing a, an online training for a remote group of missionaries when his host called and said, doctor, is a doctor. He said, doc, how are you doing? Fine. Where are you? I'm at home. What are you doing? I'm in the middle of a, conf of a training. I literally just paused to pick your call because it has to be in important. He said, are all the kids in the house? He said, of course. <laughs> My wife and I put them to bed. He said, please, sir, are all the children in the house? Are you sure all the kids are in the house? He said, I put them to, he said, can you do me a favor and go and check? So he paused his meeting, told the guys I'm coming back, left, went downstairs to the kids' room under their kids' blanket, child number one, child number two, child number three, child number four, missing. He said, one of them is missing. He said, okay, this is the address. I just got a call from the police and I thought from the neighbors that there is a situation. In, he said, I think he said it was past 10 p.m. I'm not sure. This was late at night. So here is he, frantic, his wife, frantic. And he just runs out looking for his child. And he's just walking around, walking around from a distance at an intersection. They see police lights flashing, police lights flashing. And they're just there running, 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 running. And they saw the policemen literally going from house to house and asking, do you know this boy? 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 And they ran into one of the cops. I said, we're looking for our son. And the cops looked at them like, okay, what's the description of your son? Described everything. Interviewed them for a good 30 minutes. Interviewed the man. Are you following my story? For his own son. 30 minutes. Grueling interview. How old is, how tall is he? What's this color? This is this everything. Just to be sure that this is your son. So the last question in interview. What is his name? That was when he remembered. He had twins. So they were not sure which one left the house. So he looked for his phone and called his wife. Sweetheart, can you check? Which one is on the bed? <laughs> which one is it? Just to be sure that we don't give the, the cops the wrong name. So they gave the cops the right name. After the cops were convinced that it is really their son. Because they had been knocking on doors and the neighbors had communicated with themselves if there's a missing child. That's why they all called him. Are you following my story? So he tells his wife that they found our son. So now, you know the wife has to stay at home with the kids. So here he is with the police going to retrieve his son. And they open the door of the police vehicle and he sees his son seated in the back of a police vehicle. They had given the boy treats. He was drinking juice. He was drinking cookie. And they gave him a video game. And he was playing. And he was laughing. And he was like, Oh dad, wow, I only watch police cars, you know, on TV. Now I'm in one. And in that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to the man of God. He said, this, this is your life's calling. He said, my children are in custody, but they don't know. They are playing games, drinking juice. They are, they, are, they are trending on social media, doing all sorts, and they are laughing, having fun. He said, but the heart of the father 
is broken. That's not where my sons belong. He said it was a whole new level of repentance. He said, God, we are sorry. Running our own agenda, thinking we are here for ourselves. As I round up this morning with Philippians chapter 2, he says, because of that obedience, God exalted him. Multiplied his greatness. He has now been given the greatest of all names. The authority of the name of Jesus. Verse 10. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every knee to bow in reverence. Everything and everyone will one day, somebody say one day, submit to the name Jesus. In the heavenly realm, in the earthly realm, in the demonic realm. Hold on. Since resurrection, the heavenly realm is already in that posture. The demonic realm is already in that posture. The only realm that we are waiting for is the earthly realm. There are still people today who don't believe Jesus is Lord. But guess what the prophecy says, verse 11. Every tongue, do you know what every tongue means? Will proclaim in every language, Jesus Christ is Lord Yahweh, bringing glory and honor to the Father. The family business. Have you been blessed this morning? Will you change your prayer points? Will you change your desires? Do you believe that this is you? Father, we thank you for a new season you have brought us into. We unlock the abundance of the economies of your grace and ask for a supply. What your children will do with this word? The fieriness and urgency that a world is dying. Eating but dying. Partying but dying. Playing but dying. Thronging to hell. When we've been sent to be the hope, the light, the salt. We ask and I pray. Everyone under the sound of my voice. An urgency for souls. And a commitment to seeing men and women come to the knowledge of the truth. That you will endow us with. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. amen, amen. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember you are a champion. God bless you.